Hi there, my name is Jordan Foster and welcome to the Cicada Lounge podcast. Joining me today is Mr. Dylan Walker, CEO of the World Cetacean Alliance. Dylan's a really great guy, really chatty, really knows his stuff. And the World Cetacean Alliance is essentially a huge worldwide organisation that works with all kinds of partners around the planet that helps protect and monitor cetaceans and that's essentially anything that's a whale a dolphin or a porpoise and yeah it's it's great essentially it was pretty much just dylan talking to me about for for, for about 15 minutes about what the world cetacean alliance is and what it does and i wouldn't have it any other way if i'm honest he's a really great guy and really do appreciate him coming along all right, enough of me talking about it. Let's dive right in. Welcome to the Cicada Lounge podcast. My name is Jordan Foster, and joining me today is Dylan Walker, CEO of the World Cetacean Alliance. Hello, Thanks. Dylan. Thanks, Jordan. How great to you? be here. I'm very well. How are Brilliant. you? Brilliant. <laughs> it's great to be here in your establishment. <laughs> yeah. You're very welcome, my friend. <laughs> Thank you very much. Right, yeah. So, how have you been since I last saw you? What, what been have you good. Been I've been to? busy. I've um, yeah. I've just come back from Cornwall. Have you? Uh, Cornwall, England. Yeah. A beautiful part of the country. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so nice down there. Yeah, much sun. It's uh, we were working on a project with um, different marine wildlife tourism companies. Oh, so, wow. stand up paddleboard companies, wildlife watching boat companies, yeah. kayak companies. And just talking about um, handling those vessels and people around wildlife, yeah, 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 um, and sustainable practices. And I have to say, they're they're red hot on this stuff. Are they really? It's very impressive. Are they beating us here in Sussex? Oh, I don't know. That's a very good question. They've, 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 they've got yeah. a lot more visible wildlife than we have. Yes. So things like yeah, seals yeah. and basking sharks and dolphins. Yeah, yeah. So they have to be kind of pretty careful around those animals. Really. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think yeah. it was it was last year, the first little dinghy boat trip that I had, I went out of the harbour and it was immediately had grey or common seals coming alongside the boat. Fantastic. Couldn't identify them at the time, but yeah, it's just, it's there. It's yeah. right in front of you, isn't it? They're really lucky. It's a yeah. cool part of the world. It really sure. is lovely, yeah. yeah, yeah. But with the, yeah, you know, yeah. with, the, with these yeah. things come challenges and That's tourism it. in many parts of the world, mm. most parts of the world, is on the increase. You yeah. know, more and more people in more and more places mm. and nature and wild animals need space and they need quiet and they need peace. And Very true, yeah. This is a, this is a, a, a challenge to overcome, really. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Speaking, of, speaking of which, I was doing a little bit of digging the other night, actually, on the mm-hmm. World Station Alliance itself. Mm-hmm. Was it you guys that like, spearheaded the general practices of what needs to be done around whale watching? Uh, you need a certificate for it, which you guys... Um, you guys were the champions of it sounds like weren't you yeah that's right i mean yeah. I, I i guess i would i would have to start by saying that the work that the world cetacean alliance has done has mm. really is, is just really building on a lot of good work research work yeah. and um and legislation and guidelines that have been in place you know in some places for 30 or 40 years now um but there's always room for improvement yeah. Um, and I think one one of the really cool things about our organisation is that we're a, we're a partnership, we're a global partnership, right. and both um, NGOs and scientists and individuals, but also commercial whale and dolphin watching tour operators, yeah. form part of our partnership. And 
So we looked at trying to update and create a new set of global guidelines for whale and dolphin watching. The industry evolves and changes. There's a lot more swimming with whales and dolphins now, commercial right. swimming with tours really? than there were 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So we need to look at that more closely. Um, but we're, we're in a unique position because we can try and balance the scientific needs based on the current research for these animals with um, what's commercially viable. You know, people yeah, have yeah. livelihoods to lead and they need to get out there and take people on the water. And it's a fabulous opportunity to go and see animals in the wild. Yeah, but it is, yeah. they've got to do it in a responsible way. So, um, yeah, so yeah. We, we've done a lot of work on that. And the really exciting thing now is that we run a certification program, a global mm. certification program for whale watching. And, and it was developed by our partners around the world. So yeah. it's kind of got the endorsement of the industry. Brilliant. Um, and it's all about, um, you know, top educational experiences, responsible practice on the water, developing sustainability initiatives and also going out into local communities and involving local people. So it's really exciting. Speaking of local people, mm. not many people that I've bumped into, because I've been going, oh, and I've, got, I've nailed this interview with the CEO of the World Cetacean Alliance, yeah. and people immediately ask, what's a cetacean? Oh, man. Can you give me the definition of what a cetacean is? Then? I can, I can. Yeah, yes. just, just for the folks at home. Yes, I can. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's a very good question, Jordan. I know what it is. Yeah. I'm okay, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny because yeah. we used to have the the name World Cetacean Alliance above the front door of our office. Right. We now have Brighton Dolphin Project because that's our local project. Yes, but yeah. We yeah. used to listen to people going, World Catassian, what is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so um, the word cetacean comes from the Greek uh, or Latin cetus, rather, or Greek ketus. Right. So it's a Latin word, and it actually means sea monster. Right. So it's a very old-fashioned word yeah. for these animals. A little bit unfair because they're very friendly giants. They're not yeah. really monsters at all. Um, and it's the word that we use for the group of marine mammals, so mammals just like human beings, hmm. um, that include all whales, dolphins, and porpoises. Right, I see. So there's about 87, 88 species of cetaceans around yeah. the world. Um but yes, it's not a very English language friendly word. We yeah. tend to use whales, dolphins and porpoises rather yeah, than cetaceans yeah, yeah. in this country. The World Cetacean Alliance, yeah. what do you guys do? Good question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we, we're a registered charity in the UK, right. first and foremost. Um, and our main office is here in Brighton Brilliant. on the south coast. Um, but more importantly, we are a global partnership. So our partners run the organisation. We're a little bit like a cooperative, really. Yeah. Um, so we, our role is to protect cetaceans, to protect whales, dolphins and porpoises in mm -hmm. the world's oceans. And we work exclusively with uh, partners who are themselves working on the ground. So grassroots right. organisations, small commercial businesses that think that care about the animals and think about sustainability and marine conservation and research. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we currently have over 100 partners 100. in 40 countries, which is amazing. Yeah. We're only six years old, so we're still a young organisation. That's really good, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The Brighton Cop Dolphin Project itself is only a year old, isn't it? It is, yeah. and that's, that's, our, that's also a kind of grassroots project that we've yeah. developed... Uh, here in Brighton so mm. you know the more grassroots projects that we can work with the better and we're very lucky because our partnership is full of people who are just incredibly hard-working passionate 
um, and they really want to put these animals first, and yeah, that's yeah. their number one goal. And they're 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 brilliant people to work with. Yeah, yeah. But one of the things that the WCA can hopefully help to do to deliver for those people is to to connect them, to mm. allow them to share best practices, to agree campaigns and projects that we can run internationally, but actually our partners can deliver locally. Yeah. Um, and we need these big networks if we're going to deal with the massive issues that our oceans face right now. Yeah. What kind of people make up these partners? Yeah, good question. I mean, yeah. the, the, joy, the joy of the WCA partnership, mm. I think, is that anyone you could possibly think of yeah. could and probably is in the, in the organisation. Right. And yeah. um, I, I would say that that one of the great things about it is it's it's not cliquey at all. Um, yes, we have some of the world's experts on whales and dolphins, yeah. but a member of the public can also join the alliance who's just passionate and wants to make a difference. Right. And all of our alliance partners um, are absolutely equal, so they all have equal voting rights. So right, if you, yeah. for example, wanted to join the WCA and we were voting on an issue, you would have one vote, and so would our biggest NGO partner. Right, so everyone great. has yeah. equality, yeah, and it works really well that way. So you say you've got these partners in many different countries around the world, mm. hence World Cetacean Alliance. What countries, in, like English-speaking countries, uh, do you have these partners in? England, for one. Yeah, in the yeah. UK we do. Um, the WCA partnership has a fairly wide uh, global network yeah um so in english-speaking countries uh, australia and new zealand we have a number of partners in the us and canada we wow. do um in some of the caribbean countries that are english-speaking we have partners um so yeah well yeah. south africa for example which yeah, is you yeah. know largely english-speaking um we have partners there um, we we're still growing, and there are there are lots of challenges around language, and the main language that the WCA partners use is English. Yeah. So for those countries and people that don't use English so much, we we need to work harder. So a lot of the Asian countries and um, it's particularly East Asian and Middle Eastern countries, we've we've got a lot of work to do yeah, to bring yeah. those partners in. Um, but um, yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. that's all part of the plan. Is it mainly East Asia that you're trying to push into, or is there other countries you got your eye on? Um, that's a good question. I mm. think, you know, our role first and foremost is for the animals and to protect the animals. Yeah. And, and if we look about, look at somewhere like um, East Asia, in Southeast Asia, yeah. there are lots of particularly dolphin and porpoise species which are really coastal. They're, you know, extremely threatened from all the things that human beings do in <laughs> yeah. our coastal environments. They tend to be the most... Yeah. Um, challenging environments there's pollution yeah. there's uh, you know there's fisheries interactions there's development port development yeah, yeah. Uh, all those things so we do really need more partners in, in that part of the world for sure right so have you got any initiatives to help spread awareness into that part of the world it's it's a resource issue as much as anything right okay. um, but one of the things that we try to do yeah we try to do is to um is to try just to try and get out there and talk to people so right. we encourage our partners out into those areas uh, we try to run conferences and workshops yeah, yeah. Uh, in these places to sort of really engage with people and and just talk to them about what we're doing and, and why it's worthwhile That's so brilliant. so you send partners into these this part of the world to educate 
We do. We run training. Uh, we run workshops. We run training. So in, in East Asia and Southeast Asia, for example, there's a lot of um, whale and dolphin watching tourism, which is developing. So Brilliant. we can potentially send some of our expert whale watching businesses and individuals who've been running tours for 30 years and they know how to do it in a responsible way out to these places to provide training. That's fab. Um, it's really good. That's really good. That, 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 yeah. The way in which the network works. Yeah. And there's nothing like for someone who works in a business, you can't beat receiving expertise and advice from someone else who works in a comparable yeah. business. Yeah, you know, yeah. you respect that. That's it, yeah. Um, so that makes a difference. So bringing it for, like, further back home, like say, um, say I'm new to all of this information mm. and I want to really want to get involved, what can I do to contribute to either a local a partner or the World Station Alliance itself? Mm. I think there's a number of things that you can do. I mean, the first thing I would probably recommend is go go onto the World Station Alliance website. Yep. And there's a section of our partners and you can go through the partners and, and look to see which one's nearest to you, whether it's an NGO or a commercial whale watching company or an individual, get in touch with them. Yeah. Go and meet them, go and see what they're doing because they're all incredible people doing amazing things. And you know, many of them need volunteer support or they're looking for technical expertise, which you might have. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the first step. And I would also encourage you to just have a look more through the WCA's own website. We run training and we also look for volunteer and expert support from around the world to help with our international programs. So get in touch with us here at the WCA, say hello. And, uh, and if you can help us, we'd always welcome it. Brilliant. No, that's really useful information. <laughs> Jordan, you've helped us yourself by producing a video <laughs> yeah, for the Brighton Dolphin I'm trying, Project. I'm yeah. trying my hardest to be coy about this. <laughs> <laughs> Which was that's, amazing. That's interesting and new information. <laughs> Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> I, I, I already have it in a list of my plans. Oh, I must get Jordan to make a video about this. must get Jordan to make a video for us about that. So there you go. He's awesome at this job. <laughs> Is that a good much. enough plug for Thank you, Jordan? Thank you very yeah. much, mate. Oh, <laughs> Brilliant. So, um, what would you say as the CEO of the World Station Alliance is the biggest threat to whales, dolphins, and porpoises today that, mm. that we could all address? Yeah, yeah. That's a really, really good question yeah. because and I think it sounds like a complex question. By the way, you're thinking about it. <laughs> well, it, you know, as as with so many issues, whether they're social or environmental or economic challenges, I think. Um, it's, it's very easy to simplify things, but then when you delve into them, you realise they're much more complicated. Yeah. But mm. I'd rather keep things simple for the sake of this, this conversation. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are, there are many, there are many threats. And mm. I could talk to you about, you know, the fact that we're using too many fossil fuels or that we're mm. using too much single-use plastic. But yeah. I'd actually probably rather sort of take it down a peg from that and say mm. that, I think the biggest threat to our oceans and the planet that we live on and therefore our own health is the fact that we're not aware enough of the consequences of our actions. Mm. I think, you know, everything we buy, everything we eat, every time we travel and we step on an aeroplane, you know, all of these things have impacts. And most people just aren't aware of what those impacts are. And, I, yeah. and it's difficult because, you know, where do you start? I don't know when I look at um, the ingredients of a packet of biscuits and there are 50 ingredients on there. I have no idea of the impacts yeah. of those products. Yeah. I'm, like, for yeah. example, I'm 
desperately trying my hardest to avoid anything with um, oh, it's palm oil. Palm oil, yes, yeah. you read my mind. Yeah. yeah, anything with palm oil in it, and it can be disguised as all kinds of different supposed ingredients. And it's just, it's it really does take some mean education on you. Have to really take it upon yourself yeah. to educate yourself about you really this whole do. subject. You really do. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's you know like all these things. It sounds like a big ask, but I think. The thing that I would encourage people to do is just is really just to try and think through the process of everything we do. We all use resources, we all use energy, and we all we all eat things that are coming from around the world. Yeah. Um, but we're using too many of those resources, both individually and collectively. Mm. And if we can just pick a few and try and reduce our impacts on those things like you trying to not eat things that have got palm oil in it which by the way for anyone who doesn't know you know palm oil is is one of the major plantations which is resulting in a decimation of some of the big rainforests for which which have amazing animals in like orangutans yeah deforestation um, deforestation yeah Yeah. on a a huge level yeah um, um, but most people who pick up the, I think something like eighty percent of the products in our supermarkets have palm oil in. So it's everything. It, it's, it's, it's everything. Mad. Every like nearly every kind of baked goods, any kind of like yeah. uh, like like famous or notable brand of chocolate, anything like that. So, you know, shampoo, everything. It's in. It there. doesn't have to be edible. It can be absolutely everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You really got to watch out for it because <laughs> yeah, like you said. Uh, palm oil plantations absolutely decimate mm. the the rainforest all around the world. Yeah. And soy, I found out that sort like like soya is is really harmful in really same way. Deforestation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which most yeah. you know most of that soy production is for for cattle. You know the vast right. part because most soy isn't actually used for human consumption. I didn't know it's that. used to feed cattle. So it's it's actually linked to our massive consumption of meat, which oh, wow. is causing. Um, causing this this rainforest destruction. Yeah. So you know we we yeah. it's impossible for us to know about all these things, but I think you know pick a topic, pick something you're interested in, just try and delve into it more. Yeah. If you find issues, look for simple and easy alternatives, and tell your friends. And that, that's that's what will make a big difference to this planet is us being aware and reconnecting with our environment and nature and what's close to us. Yes, absolutely, totally agree. Yeah just takes a bit more agency on all of our part to you know save save this planet and all yeah. of its inhabitants and all of its inhabitants yeah and it, yeah. the other thing is i think it, you know it needn't be a chore either yes yeah. these things take a bit of time they're actually really good fun yeah. you know my kids are saying i don't want to i don't they don't want to buy something with palm oil anymore and i'm thinking well do you know what we'll make some homemade flapjacks and they yeah. can have that in their lunch this make week inventive, and it will it? be fun yeah. we'll yeah. all cook it together and so not all these things have to be you know kind of negative yeah, let's, exactly. let's approach it in a positive way and have yeah. some fun with it and uh, the Brighton Dolphin Project uh, sponsored quite a lot of the beach cleans that we have here in Brighton yeah it? there's some cool yeah. organisations some, some, some charities and and some local businesses who've been involved in kind of a lot of beach clean up work in Brighton and yeah. As many of your listeners will probably know, the, you know pla- the issue of plastics is a huge one environmentally and for our own health. Yeah, um, we know that plastic doesn't—it basically doesn't degrade. It stays That's on all. our planet yeah. forever. Um, it turns into a fossil itself. I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're talking about now, yeah, isn't it? The horrible. Anthropocene, where yeah. all of the oh plastics and the God. things that we do are what's actually changing the planet. <laughs> um, it's absolutely amazing it's that we can produce enough to be able to 
uh, make that big an impact. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah in Brighton, uh, we, Brighton Dolphin Project and others, have been heavily involved in you know cleaning up the beach, trying to raise awareness, mm-hmm. uh, going to events. And we're lucky because we have a very, um, very green and environmentally kind of friendly and sensitive community here in Brighton. Oh, I love it here. But we also have millions of people come to visit, you know, yeah. who aren't necessarily aware of, of the issues. And so we That's need to true, keep yeah. that education going. Brilliant. You like it here then, George? I love it. Enjoy <laughs> yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, to be fair, I do, I do like Leicester. And I'm not going to shit on Leicester. I'm still <laughs> slightly loyal to it. But I'm falling in love with Brighton every day that I'm here. I'm, yeah. I'm eating more and more. I'm pretty much veggie now. Yeah, and I was a complete carnival when I lived back in the Midlands. Mm. Yeah, it's converted mm. me. Amazing. The whole whole lifestyle is fantastic. It's yeah, good. there's a few things that change, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nowhere's perfect. But, uh, yeah, you can't beat the beach, though, can you? you really, can't. it's lovely. It's lovely. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of research going on at the moment around um, oceans and human health. So what yeah. just the, the the science shows us that when people even just spend time around and near the ocean their stress levels go down, their, 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 their mental health improves. Really does you sleep more. Yeah. Probably better sleep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, how can we take that further? How can we get more and more people know, right? in, on, around the ocean, understanding yeah. how, why it's important <laughs> to us? Needs more research, more funding on that. <laughs> oh, funny you should mention that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a fascinating area. And, uh, you know, the same is true of green spaces. It's proven when people go for a walk and they spend time you know, around trees and in green spaces, that it improves our health as well. But it's being shown now that oceans take that to another level. So actually being by the sea is almost the best thing that people can... Yeah, even more so than walking through a, you know, beautiful woodland or something. So really interesting to understand why. Do you live in Brighton? I I used to. I work in Brighton. I live in Lewis, which is 10 miles away. Oh, uh, no, you can't see the sea from Lewis. You can't, you can't. But I can from my office window. It's a nice canal. You can jump in the canal if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, our river in Lewis is tidal. So even though it's five kilometres inland, so it's still a little piece of the sea, really. We get seals sometimes, you know. Really? All right, well, shut my mouth. There you go, see? No, right. it's, no, but you're right. I mean, I, I would really struggle if I wasn't either living or working next to the sea. It's yeah, lovely. yeah. No, it's fantastic. It's really beautiful. Well, thank you very much for, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. Is there any anything that you want to plug? Anything that you want to mention? Um, I don't think so. I think yeah. if you're, you know, if you're listening and you live um, in and around Brighton, we'd love mm. to see you. We have a Brighton Dolphin Project little visitor centre. Um, it's right next to Brighton Pier, um, it's just right to the, the left, left yeah, side, just to the yeah. east side of, of Brighton Pier, That's but it. literally right next to it. Come down the steps to the beach and come and say hello. We also run some really fun um, wildlife boat trips. Um, we do some sunset tours, which are great, and some tours out to the wind farm. We love to, lovely to see you on those. And just go to the Brighton Dolphin Project website or yeah. the World Cetacean Alliance website and find out more about what we do. Now, wasn't that great? Thank you so much, Dylan, for coming along on the podcast and talking to us all about what the World Cetacean Alliance is and what they do. And uh, if you want to, if you want any more information about the World Station Alliance or the Brighton Dolphin Project, then you can find them on all of their social medias. They're on Twitter, they're on Facebook. You know, they've got their own website, uh, which Dylan plugged just before I came on. 
and if you want to catch me on Twitter it's Jordan underscore Foster that's Twitter and Facebook is Taito Productions alright thank you so much for dropping by I really do appreciate it and I hope to see you next time in the Cicada Lounge that's it see you later guys